So most hotels will say they're haunted, I guess, if you talk to the right people. But the two I've been to that I think are pretty legit as far as like history you know, goes. So, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut you because I'm going to guess what one of them is. Okay. Because knowing where you live, had you stayed at the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast? That's the one. That's yes. one of them. That's it. Yep. <laughs> I knew that had to be on. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Scary Movie Project. I am your host, Matt. And today, 1408, a man who specializes in debunking paranormal occurrences, checks into the fable room 1408 in the Dolphin, the fictional Dolphin. I love that name of the Dolphin Hotel. Soon after settling in, he confronts genuine terror. Uh, 2007, uh, I believe, uh, 1408. And after a Stephen King short story we can get to, and since we're talking about short stories... I want to welcome friend of the show, J.W. Oker, who has been on before. You remember him from our Salem episode. J.W. is a travel writer. He is an author. He is a man of um, many hats. <laughs> and he's written a couple, um, for those out there that are watching, I'll, I'll pimp out the New England Grimpendium, which you should read, uh, the Salem book he wrote, and two new uh, novels this year. I'll let you talk about those. Please introduce, say hello, and say what you bring, wonderful things you bring to the world. Hello. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for being on again, man. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm an author, a travel writer, writer of the paranormal, kind of like our main character here in the movie. Yeah. Uh, my latest two books were uh, from this year were um, the United States of Cryptids, uh, which is basically me traveling across the country, going to towns obsessed with monsters. So that's that book. And then my other book is a novel for it's a children's horror novel called The Black Slide about a bunch of kids that go down a black slide and tube slide and end up in a world of pain and torture. <laughs> I call is, it Hellraiser for kids. Yeah, that is, that is not pleasant. That <laughs> is not pleasant. And then, like, it's borderline kids book. I mean, it's in the kids section, ah, but, you know, it's okay. it, it, it depends on the kid, I guess. So I'll make just total shameless promotion here since we're talking about cryptids. And for those that haven't seen it yet, please watch my documentary, um, Something in the Bay, The Tale of Chessie about the Chesapeake Bay monster that I made. You can find it on my website through youtube so totally shameless promotion sorry if i stole your no story. no no. i'm all for anything maryland based <laughs> um we can talk about that another day but anyway yeah so 1408 right so this is i think now god like the fifth stephen king piece we've done probably on this show which is fine i love him i know you love him too my first question so this is about the short have you read the short story i have not no so i haven't oh, read okay. a lot of king i'm very weak on my king literature okay. but i'm huge on my king movies i've seen just like almost every single king movie okay so it's a short story, and I think it was everything's eventual. I, I love his short story collections, by the way. They're really good. A lot of stuff is stuff has been based off from them. Um, premise is the same, right? Author stays in haunted locations, goes to this place, crazy things happen. Um, there's a few differences, whatever. We're not we don't waste our time on it. It's the same story. So yeah, so this time around, it is um, was it John Cusack, right? Plays, it is John uh, Cusack, yeah. Mike Mike Enslin or something is his name, right? Mm -hmm. Travel writer who visits all these hotels that are supposedly haunted and stays in them, writes about them. He's kind of a um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's not the nicest guy in the world, right? No, so he's he's, uh, he's not too far away from me. He's a cynic who still kind of <laughs> makes his bread on the paranormal, right? So right. I think his books, like the book, the book that they show in the movie is top ten haunted or, or ten haunted hotels. That's the yeah. entire book. It's ten haunted hotels, and he goes I'd to read different B&B. I would too, yeah. Yeah, and that, I bet bet you that exists, right? It's oh, just funny yeah. because normally you'll find that on like local local book section right. <laughs> he's like backed by a major manhattan publisher whose lawyers are getting him like pulling strings so he can get to these hotels right. which <laughs> makes no sense but it's great i love the idea of him going around these hotels 
staying up all night, see if they're haunted, using his yeah. stuff, and then just writing about them. I mean, that's kind of what I do, uh, minus the ghost hunting part. But I, 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 so I'm a little bit, a little bit um, biased when I pick this movie for for tonight. No, that's fine. What did you think of the? Did that give you any? Um, we, we we hope it's never happened, but did it ring true? The one he has the one um, book conference, and there's like three people that are there in attendance, oh. and he's. It's totally happened to all of us. It's like, um, in fact, I have a, I have a book, I have a book event coming up in December that I'm pretty sure is going to end up like that one. But oh, it, it's, man. it's, um, it's definitely, it's always a fear, no matter like how big. Right. I've talked to big authors and they have the same fear for some reason. But like, it does happen. It just, it's just hard, especially these days. It's hard to like, you know, get audiences to be caring about books when there's so much other cool stuff out there. I did a small film festival years ago and I had a, like a trailer in it, and I went to it and there was like no one there and they try to do a Q and a, and I'm like, I, there's no one to talk to here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did that. So I'll, I'll give you my, one of my embarrassing ones. Oh, so um, one time I was supposed to do a, a talk, a book talk for actually before the New York compendium at a, at a amusement park in New York. <laughs> it wow. was the worst decision. It was outdoors. It was like, yep. they couldn't see my slides. There's nobody there. They're all, you can hear like the screams of roller coasters behind me. And that's where everybody was. Of course, nobody was at this little amphitheater with no, it was like, Oh, it was, nope. I was supposed to do two shows. I did one and, and then, they're like, I'm like, I can't okay. do a second one. Nope. Let me that go ride the rides instead. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it happens. It's kind of paying your dues what it is. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, and so then that woman who walks up to him and says, you know, I found your original book on eBay or something like that. Will you sign it for me? Um, so yeah, I mean, we kind of find out a little bit more about him though, I guess. So then he he's what? Uh, he's I guess he lives in California. Mm-hmm. He's a surfer. And he's sitting in that restaurant, I guess. And he has what, a postcard. That someone says, hey, like I dare you or don't go to the dolphin and stay in 1408 and he's like well now i am obviously <laughs> so i guess what is he calls his who does he talk to to get him in there he talks his editor to his publisher slash publisher, editor because right. this was this was brilliant by this book um and probably about the story i have no idea but there's a million haunted house stories out there and haunted house stories they right. they rely on isolation to like because okay. haunted houses aren't really scary like they're not, they're not like like axe wielding killers and they're not like creatures with claws or houses right so they, they they there's not a lot of ways they can scare you or kill you um act directly i should say mm-hmm, but yeah. um so what they do is they usually for a haunted house story you, you make the isolation terrifying and you go crazy in your head and what they did for this like movie this haunted hotel room at the dolphin that you mentioned is literally a manhattan hotel room literally yeah. the least isolated spot in the entire planet right and they make a haunted house movie out of one hotel room in a giant hotel in a giant city and i think that concept is brilliant i love it to death yeah yeah oh no absolutely so he shows up there you know fancy glitzy place right you know like you're thinking like you're at the plaza or something, yeah. whatever. And I love that. Like, I love, I mean, who doesn't love Sam Jackson, mm-hmm. obviously, but I don't know how I feel about him as the hotel manager in this movie. I mean, like, he, he's good at whatever he does. Right. <laughs> but I, it just feels like that wouldn't be a role for him, but he brings him into his office and says, well, you know, I know who you are and you're checking in, but I really don't want you to stay here. He gives him a book of stuff, like saying what happened here. Mm-hmm. He'll, he's going to give him like a hundred year old bottle of Scott to not stay in the room. <laughs> like he'll do anything to not get him to stay. And he's like, Nope. I'm not doing it. I'm staying. Yeah. And I will staying say this, uh, this is one of my favorite scenes of any movie, I think, because okay. uh, I've never seen such a good buildup to terror, right? There's always this like, um, that's true. There's always this idea. There's somebody, there's, there's, there's a harbinger, right? In the slasher movies, mm-hmm, there's a harbinger mm-hmm. saying, don't go to camp blood or whatever. Yeah. And whatever he spent, they spent two seconds saying, don't go to camp blood, give them no good reason. Doesn't really try to stop them. Just crazy Ralph. Yes. Right, crazy right, Ralph. Yeah. 
He yeah. says his line it's, and he leaves and goes, "He's cursed." <laughs> exactly. So in this case, the harbinger is Samuel Jackson, is the hotel proprietor, right? And he tries his hardest to a yes, he not let this guy stay at this hotel, yep. and he talks him up. And just that build, it's, it's a single. It's two people. It's almost like a two-person play. Two people in a single room, and he's in the room is his office. It's not the it's it's, it's Samuel yeah. Jackson's office. Fancy office. Exactly. A really nice posh office. Yeah. Him trying to like try his hardest to not let. Cusack stay in that room like it's it's so brilliant and like that build it up is, is like uh, good. I, I, what's gonna happen i don't understand what's gonna it's happen well gonna shot happen? it's like 10 minutes long it's I mean, yeah. yeah it it's it's actually really well done like and that's what i mean like you know sam jackson's the best right yeah i the role for him seems weird to me but oh the scene is great it's awesome yeah, yeah it's, it's incredibly technically well a minor role because you, i mean you see him like one more time it's a tiny guy in an icebox or something like right that. but but uh that i think he's only hired for that one scene because somebody had to be pull off this level of eloquence and meanness to like convince John Cusack to not stay in this hotel room. And yep. he pulls it off. You believe Samuel Jackson he does not want him to stay here. Probably got paid a whole bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, sure, so, sure. so he takes him up there and he's like, yep, I won't get off here. This is close as I get to the room. It's all you at this point. And then it's like, okay, so what are we now going to see John Cusack do for like 90 minutes? Right. Yes. Like how is this going to work out? So the thing I'll say, like you were talking about isolation, how it's totally not isolated. I have like bad claustrophobia. Like, like I don't like elevators. I don't like tight space mm. and things like that. So I, for me, it's kind of a movie where I wasn't squirming, but it makes you kind of think about it. Like, cause there's scenes, you know, where the bricks are up on the wall and the Ooh. windows aren't there anymore. And you do feel like you're trapped. And like all this, all this stuff is going to happen. Like in this one little room for all this time, like, well, how is this going to work? Right. But yeah. I mean, it does, right? So crazy stuff starts to happen, obviously, and it gets really hot or it gets really cold. Or I like when it's hot and he calls the management and the, um, you know, the the MOD or whatever, the the, the, the maintenance dude comes up and he stands there and goes, I'm, I'm not coming in the room. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you how to fix the thermostat from here. I'm not coming in. Yep, yep. Yeah, and they, what, they do, what they do is a really good job of is, um, so they, they start the, they start the haunting right away. Like the second he gets in the room, you're like, Oh, he's just going to walk around for 20 minutes and kill 20 yeah. minutes. Of this movie, just kind of checking out the mini bar and looking outside right. and maybe writing in a typewriter, whatever, whatever writers do. Right. And you're like, but the very first thing that happens is and it's pretty, it sounds dumb to say it, but the very first thing that happens is mints appear on his pillow and the toilet paper he just ripped got re, gets refolded in that hotel mm -hmm. way that they always do. That's <laughs> so right. Turn down service, a ghost turn down yep. service happens yep. and it's so minor and it's not scary. It's not scary at all. No. Um, not not, at all. And it's so not scary to him because he's like, okay, somebody's hiding this room, playing these minor pranks on me and tries to find out who that is. But the action starts right away. Like that kind of stuff happens. And then by the time it escalates to the point where you're like, oh, this is actually not, this is actually scary stuff. He's trying to get out. So he logically tries to get out the moment he realizes, oh, this is weird. Not cutesy. And somebody's not trying to play a trick on me. He's trying to get out because he's a cynic. He doesn't believe it's a ghost from the start. And that to me was so believable. And that's when like the door handle comes off and like the eyeball and, it, and you're like, okay, oh crap. Like you said, he's trapped in a hotel room. And that's not, that's a fate. Those of us who spend a lot of time in hotel rooms do not want ever, you know? So I really like how they kind of like logically built up and then they go crazy with what goes on in the room. And it makes you like wonder, cause you know what? So have you ever heard of, you aware of the Cecil hotel? You've mm -hmm. probably heard of, right? The one in LA. Oh, totally. or, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Did you, uh, if you watched American Horror Story, um, hotel. I, I didn't. I did, oh, not, I, I did see the documentary on Netflix for the Cecil Hotel. They you got to watch that season if you like horror story. It's awesome. Uh, that place is like crazy haunted or the woman like dying in the water tank or mm -hmm. whatever. Like it makes you wonder. I mean, we've all stayed in a lot of hotels, right? But 
like what does happen in these places and you know you know it just like it's so crazy to think about and i mean oh, every hotel every hotel the most generic chain hotel the radisson whatever it is has a trail of bodies behind it because that's where people go yep. to die either purposefully accidentally yep um you know how many times do we see celebrities die in hotels all the time right and you know you may go to a hotel and you may never know that may have happened there and i can tell you anything about it necessarily no and no look, one of the great horror movies of all time is psycho and the most famous okay one of the most famous scenes in movie history in that movie happens in a hotel room yeah. right <laughs> it happens in a hotel room she's stabbed to death in the hotel room so but yeah it's interesting so yeah i, I guess let's kind of go go through i mean so yeah he it gets too hot he has that fixed toilet paper stuff then the radio right and the radio starts playing Yes. Um, and then it starts doing it starts doing a countdown. That's right. It starts doing a countdown because the manager told him what? Um, no one's made it more than 60. No one's lasted more than an hour in there. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, which is a great build up, a, a, yeah. a literal ticking it, in screenwriting. You, you always kind of want a, a metaphorical ticking clock where like it's counting down in your head and there's a tension yeah. building and building, building, having this. And here they get, we have a literal ticking clock. You're like, oh man, this is serious. They're literally going to put them. They're not yeah. going to like wuss out of this premise at all. They're going to push it hard. And you know, it, it's really kind of respectable. I love it. Love that idea. And, and obviously it comes to play later on in the movie, like at the end when it comes back on. And so I love this ticking clock, ticking alarm clock. On the and it, it's cool then. because actually I like that too, because like you said, when it came back, I had forgotten about it. Yeah. I had forgotten it was running until he sees it later. And I was like, oh yeah, the clock, of course. So weird stuff starts to happen. Like he starts to see the ghosts of the people that killed themselves. Like he sees mm -hmm. the one guy that crawl or the woman that crawls to the window to jump out the window, I guess. And he sees another guy, some other guy, I forget what the ghost does, but, um, and it's really funny because you're sitting there thinking to yourself, like, if this was just crazy, like, what would you do? And if there was no way out, I remember at one point going to grab the bottle of liquor and I'm thinking, yeah, just down the bottle of booze <laughs> and pass out and hope you wake up like eight hours later and you're safe again. That is not a bad idea. I know at one point he gets- That's he what gets, I would have done. That's a good idea, actually. He, at one point he gets so paranoid because um, he thinks maybe what he's seeing is uh, somebody drugged that liquor or the chocolates because he, 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 you know, he eats one of the chocolates right away, yep. um, which is a really good like story twist. But you're right. You just down it. Who cares? Like it, Take yourself out and then see what that's happens. What I, I would just pass out. And I love that one. There's really that only- Oh, there's those couple of minutes of like looking through the wall or when you, when you see it where- He's yelling into the the mini fridge, I guess, or something. He wants his drink <laughs> or whatever. And you finally see it as the audience, and they're like, it, "Wow, like this guy is crazy. There's nothing going on. Like this is all yeah. nuts." Mm -hmm. And when he's on, I love the part when he called. This is so funny, like to watch, like a laptop with a camera mounted on it nowadays. That's that right. Because it should be said that you were dead right when it came out in 2007, which was the year yeah. the iPhone came out. Yeah. So this was filmed in what 2006, 2005. So uh -huh. before uh -huh. the world changed, it was like literally seconds before the world changed. Yep. The entire movie time, you're, th you're thinking, where's his cell phone? And then halfway through the movie, he thinks to go to his bag and pulls out this flip phone. Oh my because God. again, flip, right, phone. Right, right, flip phone. But the thing is, love it. cell phones were something you carried around. You didn't have them on you at all times. No. Just something no. you just had in a bag if you needed it for emergencies. Yep. And, and like, That's right. like you said, the laptop he had, he didn't think about that until like halfway through the movie because it's not a communication device in 20, 2006. It has this giant has, camera on it. It's got the so. camera on it. I love it. <laughs> and, I, and I love, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's so funny to look at that stuff, right? You know, to think about that. So and I love it, you know, he calls up his ex-wife or his whatever she is, wife or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you see that other, like, what's the doppelganger, I guess, right? Yeah. And he's actually telling her, no, no. And he's yelling and yelling and yelling. So you kind of get those two moments where you're seeing, like, you know, the fourth wall or you're looking through whatever. And you're seeing how, you know, what's, what's playing out, you know, because, yeah, 
like the hour is passing, but at the same time, you know, what is really happening, you know? And then one thing, you know, the, 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 the crappy part is then, you know, him seeing the story of, of his life of what's been going on lately mm-hmm. where he had, you know, unfortunately he and his wife had a daughter who you know, had a terrible disease and died from it, I guess, but she couldn't have been more than 10 years old. I would, I would assume. Right. Yeah. And that obviously, and it happens and it's very true. It, it can ruin relationships and, you know, he and his wife are a bit estranged, I guess, from something like this. So yeah. Cause that, that's the that that part of it. Yeah. That's the plot is, you know, cause that, that is not in the short story. I will just say that. But oh, really? Yeah. So the way they use it in the movie is, you know, the way the way his wife comfort comforts his daughter who has this inevitable death. It's, it's not, it's not curable right. is to say, Hey, there's a heaven. You're going to go there. It's going to be nice. And, and, you know, you know, cure and, and be that way. And then here he is now cynical and jaded being like, there's no heaven. Yeah. There's no afterlife. There's no ghosts. I make a living yeah. off ghosts, but there's no ghosts. So it's almost like they're, this hotel is trying to prove to him there's a ghost. So there's like all yeah. this kind of backstory with his daughter popping up. And it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty, um, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. It's like a little, it's still too on the nose. I think a little too on the nose, like this dead daughter talking to him, but it plays, it plays, it works pretty well. But again, the best part for me is yeah. when it gets weird, like there's some conventional stuff. Like you see ghosts and then you see bleeding walls. But when it gets really weird in there, again, the 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 ticking clock of the alarm, when he looks out the window and sees somebody in the, in the window across the street, oh, yeah. and it turns out to be was, himself, that was so that, Wasn't that wild? Weird. Yeah, yeah. it's like, that's brilliant. That's a brilliant way, way to do it. And the thing you mentioned, right, where it's, um, he's on his, he's on his laptop with his with his wife, who, who he just left one, after the death of his daughter, he's he just left. left. Yeah. And like, she doesn't even know what their relationship is the past right. year. And um it's so we have to explain this because we're on zoom right now and with the, <laughs> i see your face and right you see my face pretty much the same like the same with his his um yeah. his video chat back then he's doing a video chat yeah and and but what happens is suddenly his face in the video chat not not in real life in the video chat starts saying things he's not saying and like yep. taking taking yep. over that square and like talking to his wife while he's going no 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 it's not me it's he's not yelling me at her yeah yeah so it's really it's almost like a very prescient modern terror like if, if suddenly mm-hmm. i just stopped talking but my my zoom square that's pretty kept interesting talking, right that's right. terrifying <laughs> it is and then that is a modern that that, that is, is a great modern like way to put that yeah mm-hmm. i like that yeah that was that was a weird part for me and you know of course him climbing out on the wall um or on the ledge and oh, yes he's, he's counting how many and then he gets there and he looks down and he realizes there is infinity and there's yeah. no, there is no other window to get back into. And now he's got to get back inside. Oh, how about when he cuts his hand, right? Near the, oh yeah. On the windowsill, right? Oh man. <laughs> he's like, so I'm as, out of as here. Can, as you can see, like, despite the way we're talking about this, all tons of stuff happens in this movie. That's mostly inside of a hotel room. Somehow tons of stuff yeah. happens. So they do, a, they play off the premise really well. Cause there's ways to like, like kind of, kind of, um, belie that premise by maybe letting him out and like which they do at times it seems like they do at times so mm-hmm. there's like all this stuff yeah. where he's getting tricked but at the the endings of the movie are very heartbreaking they're very very heartbreaking so mm-hmm. like so so he gets through all this terror and both literal terror bleeding walls ghosts all this kinds of stuff almost falling out the window yeah. to like metaphysical terror seeing his daughter turn to ash in front of him yeah. seeing his old seeing his like mean old father his in dad the back right yeah, yeah yeah so he had both both kinds of terror and then it's then the clock strikes down and he's still alive. He's still he, he's laying on the hotel room. And it's it's really cool because you know the 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 journey. Yeah, all the crazy. You know, you could just make a movie with just crazy things happening in a room and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, you know, he crawls up into the air vents, right? Like yes. he walks through the different rooms, mm-hmm. and then he sees like um, he sees like he's back in time with him and his wife arguing again in one of those yeah. scenes, and then he's he falls back the 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 ship the painting of the ship. And it becomes real and the room gets flooded and he's drowning. And yeah, they go back to that. Oh, and how about the scene where he remember, remember he's surfing early on and he gets mm-hmm. knocked out 
And then he's back to that surfing. He's back in a hospital. And then we leave the hotel for a good, what, 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And we think we're back in this reality and we're not. Oh, and it's he, so heartbreaking because he gets yes. everything he wants. He's back with his wife. He, it's Everything's yeah. happy and sunny. He's back in California. Yeah. It's like he finally has come to terms with life. And then, bam, he's back in that hotel room. And your, your stomach just yelling, drops. I was out. I was, was out. Like, I, yeah. I felt those lines. Like my yes. two favorite lines in the movie was, I, I was out. I was out. I was out. And the other one was at the beginning. It should have been the tagline to the movie. But when Samuel Jackson says, it's an evil fucking room. Yes. Like, that should have been right at the poster, you know? I do remember that. That is a great line. That's definitely a Sam Jackson line, too. Yeah, exactly. Only he can spit that out exactly he would, right. He so say that. So then so he gets knocked back. So that, that false sitting was a heartbreaker. And then yeah. what really was terrifying but you, is... But even though you hadn't seen... Even though you and I have seen it, you yeah. knew, I think, the first time that maybe this was not really happening. Yeah, but then right. they let... You right. kind of knew, but then they let it go so long that you got right. invested in this mini story of him being yes. happy again, even yes. though you're still doubting it. Um, and then, bam, he's back. And then the clock hits the hour mark. And you're like, oh, crap, what's going to happen? Is he free? Is it, was it just testing him? And then it starts over again, telling you that he's about to go through all that a second time. And suddenly you realize why everybody in this room has killed themselves. Because who wants knowing what you're about to go through again? Uh, no, thanks. Yeah, that's the worst part. I'm good. Like Going through it sucks, but knowing you're about to go through it again, you're like, uh, I'm out. Sorry. So what about, um, oh, man, what was I going to say about Oh, geez. I lost my train of thought. Oh, man. Um, oh, and then when he gets out of it again, though, remember, and he's walking around and, you know, the room is, oh, I know what I was going to say, the the phone call part with the woman's voice saying, would you like to um, do your journey again or whatever? Would you like to check out now or something? Express checkout. <laughs> yeah, express checkout or whatever. And you're like, what the heck? And then he's walking really around good. the room and he's seeing the noose everywhere. And the room is just like saying, like, let's go. Just yep. kill yourself. Come on. Like, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. I, Just, I'm going to win. I'm the evil presence. Like, I'm going to get this. And then finally, and I love that he has a cigarette with him that he walks around with. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, nah, he's it for this or whatever. And then he just, you know, makes his, you know, with like the flaming, the Molotov, whatever. And he just, he just burns the joint down. And he's like, yeah. I'm going to light up and smoke the cigarette. And I'm going to enjoy myself here. Yeah, that's the one part of the movie I didn't quite get my head around where it's it's that easy to to beat the room is just to burn it down. Like, why didn't Samuel Jackson burn it down? Why yeah. didn't anybody try to burn it? It was like, um, right. It, it was like uh, almost too easy to like beat the room, but you know, you got to be well, somehow. But he survived the hour. Maybe that was the whole part of it. Maybe it's like, okay, he had to get through that first. Mm -hmm. And then maybe once he did that, he was able to then, I, I don't know. I don't know. And it was an act of suicide by him. He definitely wanted, yeah. he's like, when they, oh, yeah. With the moment you said, do you want, would you like to check out? He was like, yeah. not the way you want to. And then he like, that's when he started his right. Molotov cocktail and his cigarette and the cigarettes for the end of the world. That's he didn't smoke it. He's yes. always had a mind in his ear for the end of the world. Another so way. he was going to burn this room down with him inside of it. He was fine with that. He'd kind of yep. come to terms with that, which is probably the powerful part of that act. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. There were definitely some scary moments. I mean, do I love this movie? I don't, I don't love it, but um, it's good. I yeah. mean, I, you know, I, anything King writes, I, you know, I finally, I read so many books when I was a kid that I finally got to the point of like, I had to stop doing them backwards and I had to start reading these books first and then <laughs> watching these. Cause you know, you, you know, you, you build the characters in your head and then, but the, the letdown is always when you watch the movie and but that's not how that person looks. That, that's not right. That's not right. That's not, that's not how I have them in my head. I think John Cusack, I think is perfect. Yeah. He is perfect for this role. I, he's and perfect. I am um, where I would categorize this movie as. You know, I always get asked, you know, you know what for for people who aren't who just are getting started in horror. My my daughter, because I write I write horror novels for kids, so I talk to kids a lot. 
they always say kind of what horror movie should I start with? And this is when I would say this is a good starter horror movie because it's PG-13 back yeah. in it's PG-13 back in 2007. Right. It is. Isn't it? And it's it's scary, but not scarring. There's not I don't remember any like very over the top grotesquerie or, or no, anything so. that, would, that would like ruin language a person. Terrible. And... Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Language is, is very. So it's I, this is one of the ones I put those categories. Of, if you want to figure out horror movies, this is a good one for you. Start with this one. It's not good. It's not going to ruin you if you it's yes. not like, you know, Texas Chainsaw or oh. the Serbian film or whatever. Just oh, do this one. Start film. with this there one. You go. Wow. <laughs> I have that sitting on my shelf when you talk about that one of these days. Yeah, yeah, that's a rough one to talk about. That, yeah. That's kind of like, um, I remember like Rob Zombie saying once, The Shining is the movie where people say, I don't really like horror movies, but I love The Shining. It's like, mm. okay, so that's like your starter intro movie. <laughs> that's like the art. If you like an art movie. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And it's, it's great because these, these are the exact same plots, right? <laughs> you know, Ryder goes to a hotel. Goes crazy. Crazy goes things to- happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, like, Stephen King likes to write about stuff like right about. No, I know. love. That's what I love about. That's what I love about him is he just always has a writer as a um, as a main character, and as a writer, I'm always like, I love that, even though it's boring to have, most people. <laughs> have you read or seen them or both? Uh, the Dark Half. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, I've seen that, it. I haven't read it. Like love the book. Like the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like um, the movie too. Read the Dark Half. That's a good one. That's writer stuff too, and of course, Misery. Yeah, I mean that's what he writes about, obviously. But yeah, no, and then at the end, yeah, at the end. Oh, and so the cool part about now, I haven't seen this. I you you seen the movie a couple of times. Had you seen the alternate endings? Have you seen them all? Because there were like two of them. I have not. I've read. I've read them. I've read about okay. them, like on tribute. But I've not seen. In fact, my memory was so I've seen this movie. I think two other times before this week when I rewatched it for the show. My memory was that the ending was a downer ending that it was a sad ending i did not realize it was a happy kind of uplifting ending i totally either blocked that out or maybe i reading about the the alternate endings completely messed up my memory but i did not remember it being a happy ending like it was so i saw the and again this is depending on the one i just rented it i watched it whatever and it was my ending was him finding the tape recorder they're they're in the house he and his wife they're back together he finds the plastic bag with the tape recorder he plays back the tape because we recruit we've mentioned that too he mm-hmm. records all these things back on those men, those mini cassette tapes, by the way, you said I had one. Every writer yes. had to have one back then. Even oh, if you yeah. did not use it, you, you definitely always had one to take notes, audible notes. With. I doubt, I'm sure I had one too. Um, and he's playing back the tape and they hear the daughter mm-hmm. talking. So that was my ending. At least the one I watched. Yeah. Same. There's another one where <sighs> I forget, which is a brilliant was. ending. Like it, it, I, I always want endings to be downer for some reason, but yeah. it's brilliant because um, a, so he survives the fire, obviously, but, and takes down the whole turn room, but you're still doubting that good ending the entire time. You're like, is he being fooled again? He's already gotten out once technically and went through this nice little moment with his wife, yeah. his time with his wife, moved in with his wife and everything. And then it turned out to be fake. Is this ending also fake? So the entire time you're semi-doubting it until the very end that the credits roll. And then you have to believe it, I guess. Yeah. So it's kind of a good, good setup. But yeah, it's, it's a happy ending. He and they get proof of ghost and proof their daughter is still around in the right. afterlife, whatever. Yeah, like, what would you do if that happened? Like, that's insane. But yeah, and so what were the I'm trying now? I'm blanking on the endings i think there was one where um oh one of the endings is he dies I, yes. I think they shot where he actually does die in the fire he does die and i think they like have something happen like his funeral like they go the whole nine yards with this deal like it goes all yeah out. so he dies he goes to the funeral and yeah. or he gets buried beside his daughter and then samuel jackson is at the funeral with this box oh, of of, really? of um materials from the fire and it's that tape recorder you just mentioned that the mini okay. tape recorder and it's the dress that his daughter's dress that he got through the fax machine at the, at the hotel room, like his daughter's oh dress came through the fax machine, yes. which I had, I was watching this. My, my daughter, I had explained to her what a fax machine was. She had no idea why this dress was coming out. Oh this my God. Fax piece, of, piece, of, piece of machinery. <laughs> so yeah. So Samuel Jackson goes to his wife, goes to Cusack's wife or in, Insulin's wife and says, Hey, 
he did a good thing. I want you to know he did a, his death was not right. in vain. It was a good thing. Right. And I want to give you this box of his stuff. And she cuts him off and she doesn't want to hear it. She doesn't want the box and she leaves him. Um, so here's Samuel Jackson, the box. He goes, he goes back into his car, looks at, looks in the box, sees what's in there. Here's the tape recorder. He plays it. And then like sees the daughter in the back seat, sees insulin in the back seat, all burned up uh, as, as a final jump scare. Um, wow. So it's like a really downer ending. Like he dies and the wife doesn't get any comfort. <laughs> See, I was, I, I, I was just, I wasn't paying attention. I forgot. And I was watching. I probably could have accessed it. I'm going to try to go find it. I'm going to see if maybe just on YouTube, someone just posted mm -hmm. it quicker. I can watch this couple. I'm sure it's only a couple minutes, but I would, I, I, I'd like to see that ultimate ending stuff is always good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, no, overall, yeah, do I love it? No, I don't love it, but I've seen it now twice. Um, I've enjoyed it because <laughs> it makes you wonder like about, so that's a good question. So that's where I wanted to go to because I want to transition into. So I mean, just like you, I mean, I love anything haunted. Anyone tells me go see a haunted place, let's go tomorrow. Like I'm, I'm ready to go right now. So I have not, at least outright to my knowledge, mm -hmm. stayed in any haunted hotels. Um I've slept in hotels in Transylvania, but I don't know if that necessarily counts as haunted. I don't think, but um, never anything like that. Like I've never been to the Stanley hotel mm -hmm. in Colorado or anything. Um, have you ever stayed in any that are, or you've been told they were? Yeah. So two major ones. So here's the thing, 2007 for people, for younger audiences, yeah. 2007 was the, not the end, but pretty much a, a cap on the big ghost hunter phenomenon. So late, late nineties, early two thousands, Every, the ghost hunters, oh, the ghost hunter show, plus all the copycats show on everywhere. Sci -Fi was weekly viewing for me. Yes, exactly. Every guy's going to places. And, and what happened as a result of like ghost hunters going, being big and mainstream is every hotel claimed to be haunted because it would bring more ghost hunters into the, even not, not TV ghost hunters, but like local ghost hunters into their, yeah. and they'd, it'd be a business model, which is what John Cusack says at the beginning saying, right. you know, these hotels are just trying to drum up business because the, the highway went around them at some point. So now they just That's hear right making paranormal people come in right. so it's a business it was a business model that started in the 2000s so most hotels will say they're haunted i guess if you talk to the right people but the two i've been to that i think are pretty legit as far as like history you know, goes so, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cut you because i'm gonna guess what one of them is okay because knowing where you live had you stayed at the lizzie borden bed and breakfast that's the one that's yes. one of them that's it. Yep. <laughs> i knew that had to be on there yeah me and, I, me and i stayed there actually you know what year we stayed there was 2007 the year this movie came out um well, I, I have been through fall so I'm, I'm horrible like every year i go i haven't been up in a couple of years um it is always like number one on my list and then as like the people i, vi I go with have more to do it somehow just evaporates and i never mm -hmm. get to go i'm going like next time so how how is it it i mean is it cool to just to visit on its own but yeah staying there how how is that yeah so it's interesting because i so i visited it when i wasn't i live in new england now. i live probably 40 minutes away from it now but I visited it back when I lived in Maryland or Maryland, Virginia area. And mm -hmm. I was like, I drove like eight hours to go yeah. stay there. It was like a big, big road doing the road trip that me and my, that's then, what I do. Yeah. We drive then there girlfriend did. Go. Yeah. And then, but now once I moved up here, I haven't been inside that. And I've lived here for 12 years now, 40 minutes away from, I haven't been inside of it one time. It's the whole thing. You never visit stuff local to you. No, never. Uh, so, but it was really fascinating when we did visit it. Like every room was full. It was scary. It was like, they gave you the run of the house. Um, I think the the thing we did wrong was we put it as part of a bigger road trip and we were actually beat. We actually did want to use it as a hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So by midnight, one o'clock, we were dead tired. We didn't want to explore anymore. We wanted to sleep. But it is, um, I remember, particularly, I remember my wife, um, my, my now wife and girlfriend, she would like, we were in bed and she, I fell asleep first and she kept like shaking me awake every single time because she couldn't go to sleep and she did not want to sleep. So we were sleeping in, in Lizzie Borden's actual room is what we got. 
um, which is the, the second movie, the second room you want. The first room you want is the one where her her her, her mother, mother died. Yeah, because she, she died in the room, hacked yeah. to death on the on the yeah, carpet by right. the bed. That's right. Um, somebody else had that one, so we got her actual room. My wife tried on like her dress. I was like a dress in there and stuff. It was, we did we did a lot of oh, stuff. Man, but yeah, it, it felt creepy. Not not just because you were in a haunted hotel, a haunted bed and breakfast. There's a bed and breakfast, but yeah. because literally one room away, one doorway, one door away from us that's held together by one little hook is a strange group of three people that I did not know who they were. The next room over was two people. That's I should have asked them. Was two people didn't know. Part right. Yeah, so a bunch of strangers yes. in a yeah. in a haunted house. Um, definitely right. worth worth doing though. I think these days it's back then it was owned. It was a privately owned place. These days I think a, a ghost or a paranormal attraction company oh, owns it. God. So it's so part it's, of a they, they buy up all these uh, f- famous paranormal places and then turn them into businesses. Which you just got to wonder how corny how campy that gets though after time. You have but, to wonder. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I at least need to go. I, I would stay the night. Why not? But yeah, you need to. Yeah, we did a seance there as well. That's one of the things we did. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's my one. That's my big one okay. that you know about. My other yeah. one that I put forward was uh, during a road trip in Ireland. We stayed at the Ballygally Castle Hotel. Oh, that's awesome. And what this is is it's a, it looks like a hotel, except at the very end is the remnants of an old, old ancient castle. It's like the entire tower. Um, and you go there, and like we we had a room in the regular hotel, and you go down the hall, and it says ghost room this way. And you go I'm there. Yeah, exactly. It's like literally a glass, like a brass plate, just like the numbers on the wall. I'll follow and, the sign. Yeah. And you go and you get to the old part of the hotel, which is that giant tower. And you go all the way to the top of the tower. And there's a single room at the top of the tower, a small one, about the size of my study here. It's a room. And it's a room. I can't remember the whole lore, but a woman lived there. She was a good, she was, she, she died. She, she haunts that room. And there's a picture of her there. And you're allowed to just Man. hang out up there and just like, it's a tiny old castle in Ireland. It's a really cool thing. But, um, that was my other haunted castle night or haunted hotel night uh, was a nice. haunted hotel slash castle. So that sounds very cool. I like to do a castle. Now I will say I once stated to Howard Johnson that I wouldn't be surprised if someone had been murdered in it at some point, <laughs> yeah. but I have my um, share of Fleabag hotels for sure. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, so, I mean, I've stayed at Timberline Lodge in Oregon, which is the outside exterior shots of mm-hmm. the shining. That right. doesn't count because the hotel that's not haunted. Um, I would like to stay at the Stanley. The Stanley Hotel in Colorado, it's, it's beautiful anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to be there. But yeah, they say, have you been, what's the hotel in, um, are there in New Hampshire? What's the big? Oh, it's um the, oh, just slipped my mind. It's, it's one of those big classic, you know, 19th like, century hotels, like in the middle of mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I just slipped my mind thing. too. Great. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Does that have any story behind it? They all do. Yeah, actually it does. I think Jeff Ballinger did a podcast on it. Uh, oh, okay. Episode yeah, a few weeks ago. But yeah, it does. Good. A lot of people like, when I first moved up here, a lot of people were saying that's the that's the hotel that inspired Stephen King to write The Shining because it's local to him and stuff. It isn't, right. but it looks no, like the Shining looks, hotel. Yes, it's that old, yeah, that old fashioned. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I would like to stay there. Um, there is a. Here is what I want to do, and I have a lot of people that probably think I'm crazy. Do you know about the Clown Motel? Oh, I've been there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know if you've been there. Yeah, so totally. there is a clown motel in T- Tonopah. Is it Tonopah, Nevada? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. It's like an old mining town and it is a little rundown hotel and the owners just have every piece of clown paraphernalia you can want. It's supposedly haunted. <laughs> yeah. um, people well, it's right that. beside a graveyard. It's right beside an old uh, miner graveyard. That's the best part. It's behind the graveyard. <laughs> So you get, you know, two for one right there. And it's a very um, unique graveyard. It's a, it's a, it's all wooden gravestones yes. with like tin it's plaques cool looking, to right? it. It looks way, it looks more different than any graveyard I've ever yes. seen. So it's like very Western. Old West. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, I definitely want to stay there. They say it's haunted. It's that show's been on every travel channel episode <laughs> you've ever, right? That yeah, is so definitely on the list. When I visited, so I we didn't stay the night there because there's another another road trip for us. We stayed there, we stopped at the hotel, we went inside the in the um lobby, which is that's where most of the collection is, is in the lobby of all these toy clowns. Yeah. Caught the proprietor. I was with my daughter and like, man, this is cool. We're taking pictures. I try to pretend my daughter like clowns. Like, cause I don't like telling people I'm into like the creepy weird stuff. So I try to pretend we're there because my daughter like clowns. So I was embarrassed. And then finally she said, do you want to go see a room? I'm like, yes, let's just go see a room. So she took us across the parking lot and uh, cause it's a motel basically. All the rooms yeah, it's a little outside. motel. It's a motel. Yeah. yeah. And we went in there. There's like, it's actually, it looks like a drab little hotel. It's like a couple of yeah. pictures of the clowns on the wall, but it, it's yeah. definitely, um, but it's right, it's in a town, so like right across the street to subway. <laughs> so if you get too scared, uh, you can go run oh, to subway okay, unless, yeah, I've, unless I've the doorknob falls off, you know, and then I've you're never screwed. Actually, you're seen what is around that. That's kind of like a Nevada trip I want to take at some point. Go to Vegas uh, and Area 51 and visit. Yes, Gallo, that's, that's what we did. That's the exact trip we did. That's yep. that's it. Yeah, that's what I want to go do. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of any other cool hotel. I know there's the Velisca Axe Murder House in Iowa, but I don't think you can stay there. I think it's just a, it's just a. a, a that's a, on my top ten as well. Like sites yeah. in general. That's when I've been most of my top ten these days. I've been to so many odd sites. Is just stuff I've heard about all my life or all my right. career, and like I've just never gotten there for some reason. And the, the Axe Motel in Iowa, there Velisca, whatever it's called, is definitely well, yeah, on Velisca. 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 Yeah. So there's definitely some cool haunted place. I mean, there's you can look up, you know, those listed all you know top ten haunted hotel in every state oh i've been by it never been to chelsea hotel in new york city right yeah that's a big, that's a big one. one sid vicious and his girlfriend killed themselves there right and that would happen i think i'll also say just because we just haven't watched the movie so 1408 it was all sets but the the exterior 1408 is the roosevelt hotel which is in manhattan so i got to go oh, by that old place. okay i think i did see that yeah good point yeah because that's very Those are like visiting filming sites which i do as well interesting <laughs> yeah no that's awesome yeah, so there's a lot of cool hotel. I mean, no, they're just haunted. They are what they are, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and he I talks have... about that in the movie a lot. There's just something about hotel rooms and hotels that like make you take. You know, there's just something weird about them. They're like liminal spaces or whatever, and it's so true, so true. Yeah, absolutely. That's a pretty interesting thing. Mount um, Washington Hotel, by the way, for the hotel, for the New Hampshire hotels, the Mount Washington Hotel. Mount Washington. That's what I thought it was. Okay, I definitely want to check that out at some point. So yeah, I think those are my. Um, kind of oh and i'd like to go visit the cecil in la i guess and go go yes i did go visit i um i drove by and walked around the hotel coronado in san diego i think that's supposed to be yeah, pretty haunted it's a big I, one yeah i didn't go inside of it though so anyway yeah i just need to quit my job and just travel around and visit haunted hotels basically for the rest of my life and then write a book about it top oh, 10 honor hotels gracious you're right <laughs> so speaking of books so let's rewind um what so yeah tell us about what you finished up what do you have coming up? What's going to happen in the next um, year? What are, you, what are you working on? Uh, so so we haven't made any announcements yet. I do have two books that are technically about to be under contract. One will be uh, um, another kid's horror novel, um, which I can't talk about yet. And the other one will be another nonfiction. So Cursed Objects and United States Cryptids both came out from the same publisher. It's kind of the same kind of format, illustrated essays of the different things, plus my experience of doing them. The third one will be right in line with this one. I can't say which one it is yet because, again, no, the ink hasn't mm -hmm. been signed yet or the contract has been signed. Um, but, yeah, so I have two more projects that are, I'm definitely working on. Um, when they come out, I'm not sure. If they come out next year or the year after that, it's publishing schedules or whatever. But actively working on them until then, I'm still flogging all my, all my other books. It's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, where, um, what sites, where can people find you online and everything? 
drop by oddthingsiveseen.com, which is acronym to Otis. That's my headquarters for everything. Free, there's articles there. You can, all my travels there, you can read. There, you can find out about my books. There's, I have a podcast that died a year and a half ago that I need to resurrect. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Where I just talked about my stuff, talked about my travels. So it's all there. It's, my, it's a hub of all my work for sure. I will definitely pimp that. Um, I am a Otis member. It's awesome. I get the monthly newsletter that gives me all kinds of cool. I love the cool links. I just learned about some. Um, I learned that Prince Charles is related to Dracula. <laughs> I put that in this last <laughs> newsletter. That's right. <laughs> um, I don't know how that happens. It's one of those things. But I was glad to learn. So you learn something interesting by subscribing to this. I Good point. Yeah, I totally forget. I always forget my, my Patreon. So it's like a, it's a. Yeah. It's called the Otis Club, and it's uh, mostly a newsletter, but there's other perks. But the newsletter every week, um, which we've done unbroken for 336 issues. So all my writing on Otis is kind of slacked off. My books take up my time, whatever time. But yeah. this is the most consistent writing I do, have done for five years. So yeah, it's definitely something I like a lot. It's fun. It's fun to read. I, I enjoy it every month. Okay. Well, fabulous. Um, this is great. Thank you for being on. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us talk about 1408. Um, we're going to have... One or two episodes to wrap up the year. They are surprises. I'm not going to ruin them for you. You're all going to have to tune in. Um, once again, thank you to JW for being on. Um, we'll have to have you on again. We'll read more Stephen King stuff and then reach back out and we'll talk about some more books and movies that he's done. And we can sounds awesome from there. So you, you, everyone there knows the deal. Listen, subscribe, tell all your friends, tell your neighbors, church, clergy, everybody. Let them know what a great show this is. Even if you don't like it that much, just tell them anyway, because they can listen. Um, you know where to find us, Facebook, Instagram, we're all over the place. So until next time, everybody, remember, measure twice, cut once. The Scary Movie Project Podcast. Learn more at thescarymovieproject.com. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.